Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. There's nothing short of a miracle. And they want a piece of it. And they're not going to go up there without you. Here we go. Welcome back. It's How We Seize It, episode 206. This week we're tackling Hacksaw Ridge, as this is our Veterans Day episode for 2023. Uh, this is kind of a cool one for you, or for me, Steve. I don't know if hopefully it is for you too, but we're actually recording this a day before Veterans Day, uh, which is not normally the day we record. We had to push things because of me. Um, but it also <laughs> is falling on the 248th uh, bre- uh, birthday of the Marine Corps. Oh, so uh, happy birthday to uh, all those Marines out there. Uh, I sent I sent some messages to the Marines. I know Uh, actually gave my boss, who happens to be a Marine, a a cupcake today because he's the only one there. And I felt bad for him because he doesn't have anybody else there to, you know, color, (laughs) color and his coloring books with and eat crayons and stuff. So uh, I got him a cupcake. And he was really appreciative. It was we had our little Veterans Day uh, celebration day where they they give us a lunch and some kind of swag and stuff like that. So it's kind of fun. Very nice. yeah, so well. it's happy kind of birthday, cool. Marines. Uh, yeah, I know this movie is more uh, army based, but uh, there were some Marines there yeah. in Okinawa. I don't know in this battle specifically, but there were Marines in in the Pacific specifically. I think uh, more Marines than army uh, generally um, in a lot of these battles. But this just happened to be an area where the army we were there so long the army had a chance to get there is kind of what what I've heard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we could probably hear that from of our some of our friends. We got a close friend. Uh, Mr. Kincaid out there, who is a Marine, uh, I know he listens occasionally. Since he moved away, he says it's his way of kind of keeping in touch with us nice. <laughs> to listen to the podcast. So I like that. Uh, so if you're listening, Jeremy, happy birthday to you, Marines, and uh, we miss you, buddy. That's right. Um, so, yeah, we're going to cover Hacksaw Ridge. This was a 2016, a Best Picture nomination uh, not uh, for that year, too, or I guess for 2017 is how it comes out. But uh, it was a Best Picture uh, nomination. Yeah, it did get a lot of uh, a lot of notice from from critics and audiences. I think it was yeah. pretty successful. Um, but even even Mel Gibson as the director, this was uh, <laughs> some people consider this might like possibly like a redemption movie for him because he's directed some. You know, he did he did Braveheart. He's done some he's done some really epic yeah. ones. But this was um, a little bit after his. Uh, his blacklist yes. meltdown, you know, and, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think he's been more successful post post, uh, that, that happening post meltdown, um, post meltdown <laughs> when he's behind the camera and not quite as successful in front of the camera. Well, it's funny. So I did listen to a few podcasts on this one and, uh, there was one that they, they tore this movie apart and it seemed they had more issue with Bill Gibson being attached to it than they had anything against the movie itself. And I was like, I'm like, really? I'm like, if, if, if it just it seemed well, really weird that you, they would let someone get so into their head that they would really sh- shit on a movie, a good movie, 
because of a director because they had you know dis- difference of opinions from him and and you yeah know. and that's not I, I i that doesn't sound like it's fair criticism of a movie you're talking about right. a movie if if it's all going to be about the person that that's behind the camera um that's going to taint your 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 experience then okay talk about it that's fine but you can't uh, you can't relate I'm, that to how good the movie is however, can you? right i mean i didn't shit on the turtles movie just because seth rogan was part of it i mean i did shit on his part of it but you know <laughs> that's uh, there you go <laughs> but i mean I, I didn't let it taint the movie for me and and it's interesting so i just thought that was kind of funny because i was not expecting that when i went and listened to this and and it kind of caught me out because it was one of the first ones I listened to. And I was like, what? What the hell? Uh, but then I listened to a couple others and, and got a lot of praise, a lot of uh, praise for uh, Andrew Garfield. And some of the praise I heard on this, which was really interesting, was is how well the actors actually looked like the real people. And I even pulled up a website that had side by side pictures of the actors and the person they portrayed. And I was like, damn, they, they nailed them pretty close. I mean, yeah, they had a few interviews at the very end. Of course they were older in the interviews, but yeah. I think they actually showed a couple of photos of, or, you know, yeah. younger, younger photos that you got to compare. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was a, I, I'm sure, I think this was based. A lot of this information came from a documentary from the, from like 2003, mm-hmm. I, I believe where they did a lot of interviews with these people. This is all very well documented. And, uh, but, but, one of the, I, in fact, I found that they actually had to tone down some of the heroism that that Desmond uh, Doss did because they were. It was almost too too unbelievable. They toned down some <laughs> and turned up some others. Uh, yeah, I believe there was some others that, but I mean, we'll get into that too. Yeah. Before we get into that, one thing we're gonna get into is our cocktails for this week. That's right. As you know, we make a cocktail or drink to uh, that we pair to the movie or show that we're watching every week, and that's no different this week. And we've got two great ones tonight, so I'm I'm, I'm excited to hear what you got there, Steve. All right. Well, I started with um, during uh, basic training. Uh, the the company gets uh, trained how to tie a, a bowline and. Mm-hmm. From my experience, when I when I was a kid, I remember being in Boy Scouts and learning how to tie <laughs> a bowline. And to this day, that's the, the only way. that's the only knot I remember how to tie. Um, and I do you I, use the I, rabbit through the hole. Absolutely, and all that too? I use okay. it. I, yeah, okay. you 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 make a hole. The the knot come the, the rope comes up through the rabbit hole around the tree and back down. And I think they even uh, d- describe yep. it that way. He ends up kind of making this double double bowline. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's kind of plays a bigger part, bigger part at the end of the, uh, end of the movie when he's lowering all the wounded down the ridge, down the, down the cliffside. Um, so, um, so I use that as my, uh, as my starting point. I, I went through my, um, my, my liquor, liquor cabinet. cabinet. Thank you very much. Um, and, um, I started about, I, I said, okay, I've got some ingredients I need to look for. I need to look for a rabbit hole. I need to look for a tree and I look <laughs> for a rope. So, um, I, 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 I saw the frangelico, which is a, a hazelnut liqueur. That's very well known to have, having a, a rope rope tied around, around the bottom. Okay. You'll see it in my picture there. It's, there's a rope tied around it. In fact, I even retied it. It was just a, 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 a straight knot and I tied it into a, a bowl and just to, just there to, you go. <laughs> just to represent. So I, yep. And, um, and then I, I knew there was a rabbit hole bourbon. So I went to bottle mm. barn and picked up a bottle of rabbit hole bourbon and then I Christ. needed a tree. So I used some, um, some, some time for, you know, and, and actually, a um, a 
plant herbal based liqueur, my 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 special stash of green chartreuse. And and I did a little research and I actually found some uh, some cocktails that were based on these these um, at least the bourbon and the uh, uh, frangelico and the and the uh, green chartreuse. I found a few possibilities and and I I made I made a little bit of my own adjustments. Of course, I added the time, and uh, so I came up with um, with a cocktail that I call the double bolin. And the only reason it's a double is because I doubled the ingredients. I made it a double. So, uh, but here's the, uh, here's the cocktail as it, as it plays out. It's one and a half ounces of rabbit hole bourbon, three quarter ounces of Dubonnet, which is a red, uh, sweet vermouth and quarter ounce of green chartreuse, quarter ounce of frangelico, one sprig of thyme, uh, muddled, and then another, another sprig for a garnish. And again, those, uh, those ingredients are my, my single, um, Bowline or Bolin, and I doubled it for for the one I'm drinking, so that I could represent nice. what what Desmond brought to the uh, to the action <laughs> at the end of the movie. So, cheers! It's nice and tasty. Awesome, that's cool. Yeah, I, I saw that, and, and and it was kind of cool how it it he started it off and couldn't get the regular Bolin, but ended up with some double Bolin, and then <laughs> used it to tie it down. Although I was like a, a regular, the way he put it on the bodies of some of those guys, I was like a regular Bolin would work too. It just uh, slipped under the arms. I'm not sure why the double Bolin was needed, but that's here and there, you know, it's not that big a deal either way. It's, it's, it's the fact that he was able to tie something to, to lower those guys down. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's officially called a double bowl. And I think there's actually a knot that, that he, he used it, that uh, it is, but it, it's, it's got a different name, but bowling yeah. is in it, but it's got some other name at the front. Okay. I see that somewhere in there. All right. but yeah. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, the way he the way he wrapped it around him, he just put it underneath their arms. Anyways, I was and I'm like, I'm not sure that's how that's supposed to. Work. It was that's part of the actual story, you know. That was yeah, that was yeah. what happened. So hey, you gotta at least you know. In, in the Coast Guard, we always say if you can't tie a knot, tie a lot. So I would have just you know wrapped those guys <laughs> up and tightened it down. But you know, I am yeah. actually a good sailor and I can tie good knots. So I'm not gonna say that I would have tied a lot. <laughs> I can do uh, a slip knot, and I know the difference between a granny and a straight <laughs> knot. Uh, and I can tie my <laughs> shoes, but other than that, this is the only real official knot I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I, I tie bowlins a lot. Uh, those and timber hitches are some of my favorites. I use those a lot for other things. Now, did but, Vince Vaughn uh, as when he was teaching it? Did he call it a bowline? I think, I think that's just that's just pronouncing it longer. I think okay. since some places in the country that might actually be how they say it. I, I remember hearing that and then I looked at the spelling. I'm like, oh my God, I've been saying it all wrong the whole time until I actually kind of did a pronunciation online and heard someone say yeah. it. It's like, okay, I'm 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 not crazy. But <laughs> No, I, I think I think it just, you know, just like you go anywhere in the country, different different pronunciations happen, you know, unless you come to my house and then I throw everything out the fucking window. <laughs> I think you just said pronunciations, didn't you? That's nice. Maybe. That's how we say it here. <laughs> uh, right, anyhow, I made, <laughs> I made a drink. Um, so I was kind of I, – I ended up watching this movie literally today. I wanted to watch it earlier this week, and I just – we we ran first out time, of time. First time watching? No, 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 okay. no. Probably fourth time watching. Oh wow! Okay, I saw it once in so the I, theater, but this was my. I my saw it in the time. theater. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Uh, I think soon after it came out of the theater, I watched it again when uh, you know Netflix was still with the the home. Uh, uh, you can get the discs and stuff like that. No, I, I actually really like this movie. Um, 
and I'll, and I'll talk about more why later. But so I was I, I was going through and I'm like, man, I, I don't know what to put in. There's there's so many things I could go down. And so watching it again, I literally made my drink up an hour or two ago. I was watching it. And one of the things that really stuck out to me this time was the southern accents, you know, especially in the beginning. You know, they, they're really putting a lot of effort into that. And I started thinking, OK, what can I do with that? What can I do? Southern comfort. Right. I got a bottle of Southern Comfort, just like you. I looked at my cabinet. What do I got here? <laughs> Saw that and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna have something to do with Southern in there. And then and then I was going through other stuff and I was like, oh, what can else I do? And I was looking at the movie and and he deployed a lot of morphine in this movie. Right? Yeah. He, he everybody he went by, he's like, You get a morphine, you get a morphine. He was like, he was like <laughs> Oprah with morphine out there, you know? And uh, he was just using it up. So I was like, okay, so Southern Morphine. Let me think of that. How can I make something like that? And so as I was, I was putting this together, I was looking for some drinks. I, sat, I found one that was called um, Liquid, Liquid Cocaine. <laughs> and I'm like, well, cocaine's kind of like morphine. You know, it, it takes the edge off. And so I'm like, okay, let me, let me see if I can't modify that. And I took the ingredients. It, it had five ingredients. And uh, I kept some of them similar. Uh, and then I changed up some of the others, and I'll tell you why I changed them too. So uh, first off, I call this Doss's morphine. Uh, first, I was going to call it Southern morphine, but then I thought about it. I'm going to call it Doss's morphine. And uh, it starts off with uh, three quarter ounces of amaretto, and that's that's the same in both of these. And I had I had an off brown uh, amaretto uh, in the cabinet because we were trying we're trying different ones to see if we can find one that my wife likes as well as um, I can never say it right. Uh, di- uh, I always say it like the pizza. Um, De Serono, okay. right? We we emptied, we emptied our body the other day, and, and I went back to fill it up. I'm like, God damn, this shit's expensive. Let me see if I can find one. It's about half the cost. And you say enough. like the pizza. That's funny. You're talking about DiGiorno, right? DiGiorno. Yeah. I always say DiGiorno <laughs> instead of De Serono. No, and, and get, like I said, I say my own words here in this house. So that's the same. Uh, I had just an off brand of that. It's not that bad. Southern Comfort. So another three uh, three and a quarter ounces of Southern Comfort. So those are the two that stay the same. And this is where I I go into my own. And I picked up a theme on this when I was picking out my ingredients. I was like, oh, what can I go with this? Um, and the reason I picked the ingredient I picked off is it ties back to the movie. There's a lot of damn grenades thrown in this movie on both sides. <laughs> and if anybody's ever heard of a grenade, a lot of times they'll be called a pineapple, right? There's just something about grenades sometimes get called pineapples. And so I went with a pineapple theme on the next couple drinks, <laughs> the rest of this drink. So it's got a heavy pineapple theme coming. So I had uh, Buchanan's pineapple scotch, three quarter ounces of that. I added uh, three quarter ounces of pineapple rum and three quarter ounces of a strawberry pineapple gin. There you go. So, so all of those all have the pineapple. Those were all replacing other alcohols that were in, in that um, uh liquid uh cocaine so now this is my my Doss's morphine and he really likes pineapples you know he even slapped and kicked a uh, grenade in the movie i know i was gonna say you could garnish it with like a foot coming out with the bloody at the end yeah <laughs> a bloody stump so now we got a lot of pineapple in there but then we pour all those into a collins glass over ice and then we top it with pineapple juice and a couple <laughs> splashes of the grenadine and that's our Doss's morphine and it is delicious nice. I, I really like this one uh they all come together really well it's got an uh, a nice sweet kick to it with that really heavy pineapple. If you're a pineapple fan, this is this could be the drink for you. It it really goes down easy. It's really nice and tasty. So very good, very good. I you know mine. I think it it's pretty good, but um, the, I based it off a cocktail that was heavy in cassis, creme de cassis, which is a a, a red currant, right? Or what is it? Um, I think that's what the what it's what it's based on. But um, I thought that was too strong for, it was like a really heavy, dark, 
wine where so I replaced it with the the, the uh, sweet vermouth the the, the rouge debonet de but uh, I still think it's too 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 much wine for me I think uh, okay I, wine gives me headaches so uh, so I don't uh, know yet I'm, I'm just getting into wines I haven't really drank wines my entire life and just recently in the last couple of weeks I've kind of like started tasting them and like eh, that's not too bad and, and the other day we were at uh, Total Wine and more yeah uh, lo- storing up some more for the cabinet and uh we bought about six or seven different wines just like well, that looks good let's try that that looks good let's try that uh so cool all right well those are our drinks uh you know mix some up for yourself find something you like uh let us know what you come up with uh i, I would love to hear if someone could come up with their own cocktails for these and let us know uh we'll post these on our facebook uh group eventually or off my facebook post in our instagram group and uh, you can see what they look like, and uh, and then, like I said, comment and uh, tell us what you would do different or what you would come up with. Yeah, I think I think uh, we take a lot of pride in these cocktails. It's always fun to come up with something for mm-hmm. for what we're watching. It's just a whole whole part of what what we're doing. It's great to talk about about the movies or shows that we're talking <laughs> yeah. about, but but half the fun for me is just coming up with a cocktail. You're not wrong. <laughs> I actually spend uh, a. a a good portion of my time thinking about the movie is what can I do mm-hmm. with a cocktail with this and, and how can I, what can I grab onto? And then how can I modify that to make that <laughs> me and stuff? Yeah. So good. All right. Now we're going to, now we're going to get into this movie. Now this was a, a, uh, a longer movie on the uh, you know, for the time it's uh 2016. This was a two hour and 19 minute movie, you know, not horribly long, but it's when we started to creeping up, you know, when two hours, it would, under two hours just never happened anymore. <laughs> you know, it just kind of was like, yeah, we're starting to get up into them. Uh, but I think it paid off well. I, I well, you know. Well, you you mentioned the, the length. I, I got to point out that at the beginning, the first the first uh, five minutes seemed to be consumed by all the different production companies because this had four. Summit Entertainment, Cross Creek Pictures, De- Demarest Films, and Argent Pictures. It almost becomes a joke when you just keep seeing the new logos come up. I think they, they had a little phase right around this time where movies couldn't find couldn't find funding and so they had to end up kind of getting everyone involved and everyone wants to put their big special fancy high-priced logo at the beginning so you get this long drawn out opening where it just goes through all these different production companies that are that are backing the movie and so so it might have been only um, two hours and 15 minutes if you take those off so (laughs) that's true it didn't seem like it was crazy long either like it 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 really fit really well well no and we just watched uh what was the one we we just watched the the, uh can't (laughs) remember the name three and a half hours the the osage nation movie um yeah that was killers uh, of the flower Flower moon Moon. there you go yeah so uh so this was this was a piece of cake for us and and it does move a little better it's uh it almost feels a, a little rushed almost it's like they it didn't feel epic it felt like yeah um, it kind of reminded me as of uh full metal jacket not the movie itself but just the structure it has kind of the first half is all you know back in the homeland basic training and, and yeah. the second half is is the war but uh I think well that's that's what this one too the it, it does start a little slower with with the you know and, it, and they didn't have like a big boot camp scene but which and it almost throws me off because usually when when you go into at least when i went in what i know of it now everybody is starting the same day like you don't just walk into a big group of people like that so he must have already gone through boot camp before they have that scene where he's in the when he's in put in with the new guys because they don't just throw a guy in the middle of a group in boot camp everybody starts fresh together and you work together 
through boot camp. Okay. Then you go to your then you go to your special training, and that's and that's where. The, it, and does the drill sergeant become your 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 sergeant on the on the in the war? So I, I what I what I heard is that so not your your boot camp drill sergeant. But when you go through, so boot camp is just basically to, to weed out those that aren't going to be able to cut it and to get you into shape. It kind of gets you ready to go to your specialized training of like if you're going to go into infantry, if you're going to artillery, then you go into your specialized training. That's where these guys were. These were riflemen, right? They were they were infantry. So that's where they would have had a sergeant that would have then become that, that they would then go from there into war with just like we saw in band of brothers right? right officers and everything once they're in that that second section of that's not their that's not their their introduction to boot camp that's kind of like after their six to eight week uh boot camp hell then they throw at least that's how it is now i'm not exactly sure how it was in world war ii they may not have had a chance to, they may have had to just throw them all together like that right and go go from broke uh so that that's an interesting question but yes, I did find out that yeah, when they when they would get together, and this is I think when they were thrown together, they were the um, 308, I think was what they were division. They're also uh, part of the they're part of the 77th uh, Infantry Division, um, but I think they're the 308. That might be where that's when they get their group and their trainer, their sergeant, and then that's where they go from there. Okay, you know they become a big group. So I, I'm not exactly sure, but it, it wasn't your normal boot camp scene. It was kind of more of a later into boot camp kind of thing, um, if you ask me. But they had to change some things to make it work for for what they were trying to say. And um, and this is actually where they kind of changed some things to to make it a little bit harsher story, right? To make it almost seem like they were a little more against him not holding a weapon, like uh, you know the, where he they put him in the brig and he misses his wedding. That never actually happened. Okay. Um, so it, you know, they kind of added some some drama to it and a little bit more. Yeah, higher. I mean, I don't think they I, they didn't meet. They met in church. The, you know, Dorothy, mm-hmm. Dorothy and Desmond, or and he wasn't uh, even a nurse until after. The yeah. Fact. So and then that's fair. But there were a lot of and 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 I think the whole incident, the flashback with the with the gun was with the father and his brother, not not the wife. Father so, and brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Okay. Um, but uh, so so yeah, that, that that's that's fair. I mean, yeah. It works. It, it, it didn't, and, it, but, especially when you're trying to collapse a movie into a into yeah. a two two plus plus hour uh, production. You, you get too many extraneous characters, and it starts being a little disjointed, well, like we saw with I, with uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> yeah, I also think they wanted to emphasize. They wanted to up the ante on how much the army didn't want him not to hold a gun, which isn't really the case. Like they, they were actually a little more lenient, especially for people that were wanting to be medics and stuff like that. He isn't the only, uh, you know, they and they stated that in this movie that he was the first uh, conscientious objector to receive the silver, was it the silver star or medal of honor? Medal of and honor, that's actually yeah. not, that's not actually true. There was a guy in World War One that also received one. I bet um, when they said it, they thought it was true, and then probably someone came out and said, "No, you're wrong." <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 since then, um, you know, and after even or before this movie was released, there was other guys that in Vietnam that were also uh, the same kind of position where they were uh, conscientious objectors and also received um, the Medal of Honor and stuff like that. So, but they also perished and different things like that. So. I don't know if it, if it was like these guys knew about, you know, uh, Desmond Doss and, and kind of followed that same 
you know, protocol or not, but, you know, there were other people out there. And matter of fact, uh, one of the reasons we chose this movie is we were talking about different movies and, and that came up in the discussion with this one. And this actually has a, a kind of a soft spot in my heart because uh, my wife's uh, father, my father-in-law, who's no longer with us, he actually was a conscientious objector in Vietnam. Okay. And he was a, a field medic and stuff and refused to carry a weapon. And uh, I remember hearing about that from him directly, and I was just, like, blown away. I'm like, I mean, I get it. I, I totally understand why, especially him. You know, I totally understand. But I was just like, I never even thought it was possible. I didn't know about this story until we saw this movie. I knew about it could happen before this because of that story. But I just was like... That just floored me. I was and, like, oh. and it's a lot different than someone running off to Canada to avoid the draft or something. You know, uh -huh. this is this was you know, even Desmond Doss in the movie really uh, talks about how he you know he he wanted to to, to be yeah. in the war. This was a big deal. That if Pearl Harbor affected him, people yeah, that couldn't get in, that, <laughs> that that were not cleared to to join, you know, committed suicide back home. This is something that's yeah. very important. But he knows what he's capable of and what he's not capable of. And, and he was trying to just stick with his convictions there. So, and, and you know, uh, we see it occasionally in some movies, but you don't really see movies based on, you know, medics and stuff like that too much. I mean, it's, and it's a very important role and it's, it's probably, probably one of the harder and scarier things to do. Cause I mean, you're out there trying to save these people while you're getting shot at. And, and, yeah. you know, and this one, insane oh my god like uh you know saving private ryan has one of the best d-day scenes ever like that is just emotional to watch and it's crazy and uh you know i forgot how how just realistically and brutal this is um for for where the time frame and where they're fighting you know okinawa was a very highly contested area where the Japanese dug in and just didn't give an inch and, and threw everything they had at it. And at the same time, our, our, our you know, higher ups were saying, no, we must have that. So we were just, it was just like you, you throw wave everything after in. Wave after wave after wave. God, and it's just fucking brutal. And one of the things that there was a line in here that really, it kind of, it kind of affected me a little bit. Cause I, I started thinking about it and how brutal this is and how brutal the movie is, is, that when he come when the the other medic shows up and goes to talk to Doss and he's like yeah you got to you got to take that white, right you know that red cross off that's just a target and that's apparently that was you know really true like in the european theater medics were weren't shot at on either side it just was something that kind of was agreed on you just you didn't do it but apparently in the pacific specifically the uh the japanese would target wounded and and those the doctors and the the medics that were helping they, they just kind of like they didn't care and it was like you know it's like fuck really that's yeah it's kind of insane or did not not apply this was they had a different mentality yeah. about it you know they, they come from a bushido type area you know their their mindset was totally different we didn't have kamikazes in the european theater because that's just not how the people thought but in in you know japan that they didn't think about it you know a second thing they, they would so it's like ooh, it's a whole different type of war a whole different type of mentality and it's crazy to think I, I, you were talking about the first part of the movie and didn't, didn't quite resonate as much. And I, I actually found the first part of the movie actually felt more like, um, and I, I, this might've been a conscious decision of Mel Gibson when he filmed it, but it, it had an old fashioned, um, almost what's the, what's the Opie, uh, 
the <laughs> Andy Taylor and, or, uh, Andy, Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith. Show. Yeah. Andy Griffith. Yeah. It kind of <laughs> had this, the way it was photographed, the way the characters were just so almost, I don't want to say happy go lucky because I mean, we, we had a great performance from Hugo Weaving playing the, mm-hmm. playing the father. And that certainly wasn't happy go lucky, but, uh, but it, it still came across as old fashioned and, and pure and innocent. And, um, and I think that w- there was a big part of trying to juxtapose that with the horrors of war, which he just mm-hmm. went no holds bar when it came to some of those battle sequences. It's crazy. And, and I think that worked. That, 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 that just was insanely jarring to suddenly be faced with that. And so it was, it was a, it was actually a beautiful beginning because it showed us the innocence yeah. of Desmond and um, you know, the kind of, life he grew up in and he, simple even, boy even when even when he's you know wax his brother with the brick on the on you know it still <laughs> felt who, who has it yeah I mean, <laughs> it still felt kind of uh youthfully um innocent there wasn't yeah you're not going to blame him for that i mean you see the father talking over the the gravestones of his his brothers in war yeah that was pretty that, brutal but that was that was one i i almost I had a harder time with the way he was in the beginning, but they definitely came back to to show why. Like in the beginning, when the first son shows up, um, was uh, Hal shows up in his uniform, and his and his father is just like livid, and you know, and he talked about when he fought, and I was like, I I don't know, I I just I guess I've never been around someone that was like. You know, my my entire family, for the most part, on my side, has been in the military. You know, at every generation throughout, and you know, served in wars. And like, uh, I remember when I joined, my grandfather, uh, I, and I, I didn't even get to talk to him at the time, but I hear this from was was kind of dying at the time. He was almost on his deathbed, and he was literally talking about how proud he was that I was going in and stuff like that. Now we weren't at war at the time, technically, but it just usually, you know. Those that serve usually are proud when those that follow serve also. And it just seemed weird. And and then when they come back and he's talking about his three best friends, yeah. you know, he's talking about the grave. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I kind of do. But then I also kind of, you know, you talk to, we saw at the Band of Brothers and, you know, you talk about, talked in about how those guys were with each other and how they talked about what they did and why they did it. I think they would still be proud of, their offspring and their their grandsons or whoever would go and do the same thing they would because that's you know you know there there's a, a sense of pride in in having done that you know so uh, you know I don't know that it was kind of weird for me and I I still I thought they came back and touched it well but it still was also kind of weird to for me but you know I I'm, I can never you know it's their own personal take on it yeah. Yeah, I, it didn't seem weird to me, but uh, but I see I hear where you're coming from. I I think there are families like that. I think there are other families that this is probably they they're they're more affected by by war. And yeah, no, and, no, I'm and, and, I'm not saying your 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 family is not. <laughs> yeah, we're warmongers. But, or, no, no, but uh, actually, quite not. But yeah, um, but something you know he, something hit him. Uh, in a way that that it was him. the loss. Yeah, 
it was the loss of his of his three best friends essentially, and and he made it back. So he might have had survivor's guilt. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is is quite prominent in people like that. Uh, you know, the, he, he also talked. About, there's another line in there. Uh, I think it's in that one. I started watching another movie too, um, but they talk <laughs> about uh, in peace. Were, were you uh, cheating on Hacksaw Ridge? <laughs> No, no, I have, it was after the fact, but it's a, another war movie. But they say in peacetime, fathers bury their sons in war. Uh, or In peacetime, sons bury their fathers in war. Fathers bury their sons. That was and so, this. That was this, Yeah, that's right? what I thought. I, that's or what I thought. I, I just heard that line, so I, I can't. It's probably I this. I, I, I think it's think this I think I saw one. another movie. But yeah, and, and then the, and the guy says, said, oh, yeah, because that was when they first first uh started some of the war scene i think it was someone who came from god now i can't oh is when they're rolling it's when they're actually going and they're in the truck rolling out and they see the guys coming back and and the trucks full of dead guys which i also have a problem with i don't think the u.s soldiers would have just piled up dead soldiers on a truck like that they would have took more respect for them they would have probably all been in bags or at least nicely stacked they wouldn't have just thrown them in trucks like that i just I don't believe we would have treated our own dead and wounded that way. I, I would I would hope we wouldn't, but part of me thinks that that's probably the way, that was the only way. I, I But I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I, <laughs> I, I just, I don't think we would have. I don't based, think anybody... Based on what you were saying about how they were just unloading waves of soldiers and that but they it, still, it almost seems to they, think that that, the, that could be very much There's still... All those people, it wouldn't have been the soldiers that were on the field. It would have been people that were back at the medics tents and stuff. It would have been soldiers that were, I just don't think that, I think that was someone that doesn't know what, they did it for effect, right? It, it's fully for an effect of like, look how bad this is. And, and it does that. But I don't think it's what would have really happened. It's an embellishment of how things would have been treated. Now, watching those guys walk back. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. You'll see that. But the truck's full of the guys like that. I don't, I don't think that's legit. Okay. That, that's a little bit of an embellishment. So but that's that's my take on it. I mean, I'm, I could be wrong. It's happened once before. <clears throat> so. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to point out to uh, Tess, Tessa, Teresa Palmer. Yeah, I don't know how I fuck screwed that name up. Teresa Palmer as Dorothy was phenomenal. Oh my God! I was she like was, so smitten with her. Oh yeah, that's a good word, smitten. Uh, I was gonna say she's delightful. She's just this kind of this glowing uh, ray. She of, could have taken of, all of, my blood. I would have <laughs> went back multiple days. She was so yeah. She was cute. So just pure yeah, I would, and loving, and and she had she she was fond of Desmond in in such a, a real way that 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 was 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 just. It was charming. And that, it was that old look, fashioned. <laughs> yeah. That look he has when he's staring at her at the door the first time. I was like, yeah, I get it. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. It, it just, it was so. I, Andrew I, Garfield was so good in this part. Yeah. Oh, the way he charms her too. He's so, he's so real. I, I mean, I don't know. He comes across as awkward and, but not with her. He just seemed to like, it's like, this is who I am. You're going to take it. And, uh, and, <laughs> and like I, I think she, <laughs> she fell in love with that. The fact that he was just yeah. unabashedly unafraid of, of being who he was. And, uh, and he just had a charm about himself as well. She was also in the other movie I know her from is warm bodies. 
um, which, okay. is, which is a uh, zombie movie where uh, she falls in love with a, a zombie who's played by uh, I can't remember his name, but he was in uh, he was in the the menu that we just saw. He was the the young oh right 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 that's um, Nicholas Holt. Oh very very good nice. I got I got it. I pulled it up really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> about a boy is what I when I when I think of Nicholas Holt, I always think of about a boy with uh, with Hugh Grant where he plays kind of a. A kid, you know, he plays yeah. a young boy. That was that was where I was first. I wish I could kid. say it was that good, but uh, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working. Not on only it. that, gosh, Nicholas Holt <laughs> was in uh, in the new Mad Max, which we all know. Michael, or I'm sorry, Mel Gibson was the original Mad Max. So I'm just right. putting things together because they weren't actually in the same movie. They, no, but that I mean, Nicholas well, Holt was not in this, but Teresa Palmer was, and maybe there was some was. sort of connection. <laughs> she, she was great though so i mean i just, i i really was like smit with her and i thought oh my god that they couldn't have played that better it just worked out so well you know yeah, just, it, it's, it's one of those roles that, that and then you and then you suddenly meet you know see the the uh the act uh, actor in, a, in an interview and you realize that they're they're caught up in the whole hollywood thing and i'm not saying that about Teresa Palmer, but I've, I've had that happen before. Well, I've been kind of caught up in a performance in, in someone they play them really innocent and lovely. And, and then, and then you actually see them and they're, you know, they're not so much. Yeah. They're a little bit more cocky and, and I'm all that and full of themselves. And you're like, Oh my God, ruined. So oh, that's too bad. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not saying that about Teresa oh. Palmer. It's just, that's, oh, that's you just, I, it could I'm happen. Almost, I'm almost afraid of that. <laughs> that's the kind of performance it was, though, they, where where you they, you just want to hold on to that and say, "This is so pure. I don't want it to not be real." <laughs> what do they they call that? Don't meet your heroes, kind of thing. Oh you yeah, know? nice. Don't don't yeah. meet your uh, your uh, crushes. Yeah. Uh, so unless she's on the card, then then it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, all right. So. Um, not only her, but um, I'm trying to find uh, the actress, the mom, uh, Rachel, Rachel Griffiths. Yeah, she was so good too. Um, I, 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 was just, I wish she had more, more to do, more to do in this. I thought, I thought, uh, I thought it was, yeah. I, I wish she would have played a bigger part because she did play a huge role in his in his life in the actual person's life because she was the she was the Christian influence. She was the she mm -hmm. was very much the the um the one that probably preached steered preached. steered him the way he was more than the father for sure yeah. yeah the father was the don't do this and the mother was like i'm gonna lead you kind of like my children right i'm i'm the example of what not to do <laughs> <laughs> not always i mean but there are sometimes uh but yeah i mean but her against hugo weaving as as the father tom Doss. It was such a, I mean, believable couple in that in the in the way they were trying to portray it, you know, as as dysfunctional and, uh, you know, him dealing with his demons from wherever, going back to alcohol and, you know, we get the 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 fights in the the background where you you only hear it and just everything was believable. <laughs> I love I love the scene when the boys are fighting and he's on the porch and she's like, why didn't you stop him? And he's like. I just have to whoop them both. This way, I only have to whoop the one that wins. <laughs> you know, I know that. I know you don't whip your kids, but I heard your your voice when when he said that. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I yeah, I didn't, and I wouldn't have stopped my kids from fighting. I would have like, you know, you know, like, hey, no, do this, do you know? My kids grappled all the time at well, home. Well, yeah, we took them, we took our kids through martial arts quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah. And I've actually had times where they were really at each other's, and I was like, all right, go put the gloves on, and and let them. I'm serious, there and let them. There you go. There. Uh, growing up, one of the, um, it was in high school, so I wasn't really a kid, but one of my best friends, Terry. We would we would hang out all the time to the point where you, you you know how you start to get on someone's nerves after you've been around them like just constantly. This little thing start to irritate you. Well, about every three weeks, we would actually put socks and duct tape our hands up with socks and stuff like that and go out and just box in the street and we would let all our frustrations out and then we were good for like another three weeks. So sometimes you just you just gotta let it go. No one ever got really hurt, but we just, you know. We just sometimes you got to punch each other to, to, to get it all out. And so, you know, that's what you let boys do. And, you know, yeah. girls too. I, I, I hear you. I didn't have that experience, but part of the <laughs> wishes I was, uh, I was a little bit more physical, uh, in that, in that regard, just so I knew how to take a punch. <laughs> yeah. I've been taking punches my whole life, so I know how to take them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, the, the family was great and it led really into, we got a good feel of how Doss was and Andrew Garfield really played that up. And then we, we shift into him going into boot camp and we get that whole, this is where it kind of, if there, if there's any slow part of this movie or, or dragging part, this is the part where it really hit for me. And- yeah. I, I kind of agree in the fact that it felt like it was covered territory. It didn't seem like it offered any, much new to, to what we've seen in movie. Vince Vaughn was the drill sergeant, which I, I thought he was much more effective on, on in the, in the war scenes. Whereas here, it felt like he was just playing the role that has been nailed <laughs> by so many other performances before it didn't, he was yeah, it didn't, it didn't work for, for him. And it was a little over the top. Yeah. Like these, I, I think he could have played it a little different. Not so, you know, he had a, he could have done it in a different way, which would have made it more his own. But instead, he just chose to. He was more of, just yell, yell, yell. When, yeah. you know, if he would have, if he would have, like, been, been, been rude, been direct, but done it in a mild manner. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holy shit. That yeah. would have been more terrifying. I agree. I agree. And I think he was much more effective on in in the in the later yeah. scenes of the movie where you know when he was leading his troops into battle you felt much more of a of a connection with him and an attachment yeah. that he was he was really he he he, he loved the his his people you know that yeah. was and but here yeah it, it didn't it just felt like and, well, and think of, part of me almost thought that that oh my god this is maybe that's just what these drill sergeants feel is that they've got to put on this this front and they got to put on a show to take these you know and and it just wasn't working for him and maybe that's kind of how he was playing it <laughs> well you you know what that is 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 if you have a drill sergeant like that you, you right away it's it's similar to a small man complex yeah I'm a small guy and I know you know it. So I got to yell and scream and make myself seem big instead of coming in there with confidence, wherever you are and just being your. So when I was in boot camp, you know, and that's typically where they scream at you. I think this was a different section, but they were kind of combining it. You get a lot of the screaming because they're trying to break you. They're trying to get you to, they're trying to find your breaking point. So they do scream a lot, but usually the one in charge doesn't ever scream. He, He has subordinates that scream for him. And that's where you know who has the true power. And that's how it was in my boot camp. My company commander, that dude was 
scary as fuck. And he, I don't remember him ever yelling, but he had a commanding voice and presence. And that's, yeah, if he, if he would have pulled that off with that, it would have been much better. But I, what they were trying to go for was that what they did so well in, in Band of Brothers where the officers and that had a detachment, but they also demanded the respect and, and it, they got it through their actions rather than just screaming you will respect you, which is what this kind of was. Yeah. So that's where I think it didn't it didn't hit as well. Um, what we did get was the the feeling from some of the guys in his 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 troop is that they just weren't they weren't ready to go to war with this guy because they didn't trust him. Right. You had Desmond, Smitty, sure. right? And, Smitty, Hollywood, Tex, Greece, and Teach. Right. Those are the five names yeah. I wrote down. They're, they're they're kind of their their call signs, I guess. If we're talk, yeah. talking Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, they're they're nicknames essentially yeah. at yeah. that point, and um, and yeah, and that happens in most groups and stuff like that. And it's just that's how it is, and they 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 get that way. Um, and and what boot camp is supposed to, and and your your drilling is supposed to. You become a team and you rely on each other. And these guys felt that because he he wouldn't take up a gun to defend them or defend themselves or attack, essentially, how could you trust him to be there when you need him? And so what happened was is they all, you know, have this just don't trust in him. And then when they get there, they see really he has more courage than any of them. They they played it where it was the kind of the upper upper seniority that almost manipulated the 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 troops in into this untrust it's like look we need to show our authority we can't have someone out of line because that's going to completely uh disregard our 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 authority and so we have to we have to make an example of this and take it on and and yeah you're you're not yes and no okay yes you hit it on the nose that the upper management, right, the captain and the, the colonel and all that, they had to make a statement because he's bucking the rules. Yeah. He's, go, he's telling them, no, I'm not going to follow that order, which you can't have. So in a way, they are saying, no, you can't do that, right? And, and so they're doing that. But they're not going so far as to say that, hey, I don't I – don't, once, once you become part of this team, you know, I want you to be part of this team and I want your fellows to trust you. So there's, there's, they weren't necessarily pushing that as much. Um, except for the one scene where I think it's Captain Glover goes in and, and I think he's to Smitty or whoever, he, which I th- it's actually not Smitty because he actually defends him at, when they're beating him up. Um, but he kind of goes in there and says, yeah, you know, we need this guy out. We need him to quit. Yeah. So they are, but it's not because they it's not because they, they don't trust him for that. It's because they need everybody to follow the rules, you know. It's that that thing in the army when they tell you if you're in an infantryman, take that hill and you don't ask why, you just go okay and do it. You know, it's not when they tell you to run, you go well where you you just run and they'll tell you where to go. You know, it, it's all about following the commands and that's what the upper echelon was was going against is that they can't have someone that bucks the system because mm-hmm. you get one that bucks the system, then another one and another one and and soon rules aren't followed and and orders aren't followed and that's when things fall apart and men get killed so that's where they were you sound like i i just wrote down a movie (laughs) a movie on my on my list i don't know if you can think of what it was but uh, jack nicholson won an academy award for a few good men which to me that 
you know, I love Jack Nicholson's performance. I love the courtroom drama. Yeah. It has kind of one of the most effective moments in in theatrical history with just you can't you, you can't know, handle well, the truth. Was, there, I think it was more you're goddamn right I did when he kind of admits to yes. ordering the court code red. You know, you get chills every time. But at the same time that movie had more of an agenda whereas mm. This movie, Hacksaw Ridge, conscientious objector, you know, it's it never felt like it was trying to drill his Christian Christianity or his this this idea that war is bad. I mean, well, I think right. that that that's fair. War is bad, but but it wasn't like uh, war is wrong. War is it's. There, it, it, there's it no good way to it say it. Yeah, it wasn't about. <laughs> I know this is yeah. not patriotic. You know, he was yeah. very patriotic in that. No, I want to be on the battlefront. I want to do everything I can that I'm capable of, and I'm not capable this of this. Country. But I want to be there. And damn, he proved himself. But but it never felt like it was trying to make a political statement. Whereas a few good no. men did feel like that. So yeah, and and it was, and that and and that's I think what this was is it, this also. This movie kind of shows that this almost set up other people to to take that position, to take that stance, and say to a lot of the medics, right? In 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 not only further on, and well, weird thing is this actually happened towards the end. I think this uh, this actual battle that they talk about actually happened after um, uh, VE Day, which is when uh, Hitler. Uh, or when when uh, the European was actually over or won. Yeah, but I, I think the, the 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 Pacific went on for a while. But, but the atomic bombs didn't get dropped until right. after that happened as well. Because but I'm just saying that this was still towards the end of the war, so there there wasn't a lot of people that came after him. But this setup in Vietnam and and later in Korea, where there were more guys that didn't carry weapons and 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 were more on the medic side and more the support side, and say, look. I want to be part of the army. I want to be part of the military. I want to be part of the system that goes and defends and, and, and fights for our country and our beliefs and stuff like that. But I don't want to kill. I don't want to shoot. I don't want to be part of that. But there's other things that can, that can, I can do, you know, whether it's a medic, whether it's someone that just, you know, is loading up trucks, right? You don't have to carry a gun to load trucks, to send food to your troops in the front. There's a lot of other positions, and I think this kind of helped, you know, Desmond Doss getting that medal and everything that really helped move the military towards that, where we have the opening for that, where you can have these people that that have these strong beliefs that we can. But they can, can still do something for their country. It's not a right. It's not a, it's not an anti-patriotism by by saying yes. Yeah, sure. Right, and and that's and that's what I think this movie was pushing more than anything. Um, in the end is that like strong beliefs is that, you know, and that's something America doesn't do is we're not going to force you to uh, against your strong beliefs, which I think we, you know, we could use a little bit more of that now in today's society is, you know, you, you can have your beliefs and still be an American, you know, just as much as I have my beliefs in an American, you know, and, and even if they're not exactly aligned, we're both American. We're both hoping for the best for this country. I and sure so, hear you, but man, it, seems like it seems like we're so far from that as a country yes that, that's what i mean this this we need more of this in yeah. today's society you know especially you know then we god when we get into the battle scenes like i said before this is 
I, I mean, I heard, I, I listened to the podcast before I had watched it again, and and they were talking about, you know, some of some of the ones guys that were like kind of a little more brutal on it were like, oh yeah, there's trampolines, everybody's bouncing away, and every shot is a big. Bl-. And I was like, I was watching, and I'm like, this is one of the most realistic fucking grunt fight scenes that I've seen in many movies because it's not dark, right? Which you see a lot of, you know, a lot of these movies they try and make them dark so they can hide shit. This is up front, and I found they they filmed this on a. A small farm. All of this battle scene is done on some small farm, I think, in Australia. Okay. And so they they were able to just create the ground the way it is and just destroy it. And you know, I don't know what they use. I'm sure they used a lot of explosives and a lot of stuff. And they used a lot of fire, which is you know accurate for that that battle. You okay. know, flamethrowers were okay. used. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, God, both sides. You know, they they lit shit up, napalm, <laughs> all over the place. It just was ridiculous. I mean, it's scorched earth tactics. I, part of me, I, you know, I watch it and I say, I don't know if I think realism is the word that strikes me. It's more like, it's almost like a horror story, the way it's portrayed, but, <laughs> but I think it's so effective in what it's trying to get across. And, and, you know, the very first moment when the, when the shooting starts is done like a, like a, like a horror movie because the guy sits up that's been like lying dead. Yeah. It looks like <laughs> almost like a zombie and he starts going, you know, goes, goes into kind of this crazy zombie mode. And that's when the bullets start flying and the guy gets taken out. That's looking at him. He, like, yeah. he starts freaking out. Like, who is this guy? And then boom, the, you know, he's down. It's it, almost like it's, it was on, it was purposefully begun that way just to show oh. this is about as brutal and horrific and, terrifying it as is. as as it gets and that's what you're gonna see um so. i think it it is it is it's over the top it's one of those things is like parts of the parts of real battle were probably as bad and yes. brutal as it is in some of this but this is condensed this is like <clears throat> this is like you take a month's worth of battles was probably that brutal and we condensed that into like a two-hour movie. Well, or or you know, they a, took or it all the worst. Or they or they it was an actual. All these incidents occurred in this two-hour period. But you're going to focus on the most yeah. brutal, brutally violent yeah. parts. And they actually did happen that way. But you just yeah. didn't, you know we got the opportunity a, to see them strung together in, in yeah. A, in there's a, very a lot of yeah way. yeah. There's a lot of it, and like I said, yeah, the the battle scenes are very very brutal, even for most you know. Uh, war movies. I mean, they did a really good job of saying like, this is how crazy this could be, especially when guys are, are fighting in the middle of artillery falling and they're still rushing forward and they're shooting from 10 feet away from each other and they're running at each other and trying to run away as people overrun. I mean, it's just, Oh my God. Especially that second day when the waves (laughs) of Japanese just start pouring in and they don't stop. It's just like, and and that's when everyone you know has to has to retreat, fall over the side, yeah, yeah, and follow. And oh my god, that was brutal. I mean, the first day was brutal enough, but it felt Mm -hmm. like they they took some ground. They were able to to flank that one uh, machine gun that was out of the out of the the bunker and stuff, and they they got it and they finally took it. And it was like, okay, we have a moment to to breathe. (laughs) And then of course he has that nightmare that I. Which yeah, I thought was beautifully shot the way he just lies back and immediately there's the bright light and he stands yeah. up and the, the nightmare plays out. It was good. It was good. Like I, I really did enjoy. Like I, I, as I was watching this, I the first half I was kind of failing the phone test because I knew what was kind of going I, on. I and get I you. Listen. 
I get you. I think I think it it, it informs the second half. It, it's it's yeah. It's vital, and we have enough good performances from Hugo Weaving and the mother and 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 Teresa, uh, or the the the, the love interest, his wife, and that that it that it gets you in different ways. But oh my God, yeah. In the, in the second half is you, you can't put <laughs> your phone down for that. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. I was like, oh my God. So it it was crazy, and yeah, um, you know. It went on a little long, but that's what they had to do to show the story of how many guys. Like, it's almost unbelievable, like, him out there by himself pulling these guys one by one by one by one all I, night long. I wrote down a couple things that happened that you talk about unbelievable. And and what I found interesting is that Mel Gibson actually said he left these these realities out because they made it seem even too unbelievable, but yeah. th- there were things that actually happened. He, uh, he suffered when, when he kicked the grenade at the end and, um, you know, he finally had to get taken out of mm-hmm. the battlefield on the stretcher. Do- the actual, um, uh, you know, Desmond, Desmond Doss, Doss. He, as he's being carried out in the stretcher, you know, ha- had to stop and go help another victim, you know, and, and stitch him up while he's being carried out. He still was helping people. That was one of the details that Mel Gibson said. No, <laughs> so I, I heard it. A little, I heard okay. it a little different. I okay. heard that he crawled off the stretcher and sent them over to get someone that was worse off than him. Not okay. that he actually did that, any work. That's, that's okay. That's, that's fair to, <laughs> to clarify. And then the other one was, was that when he was lowering people down the ridge or down the cliffside, um, that a Japanese sniper had him in sights, and every time he tried to pull the trigger, it was it you know it was a what what do they call it when it does yeah when it didn't it, the gun jammed or something like that, which seems like ridiculous. But how would he know that? How would anybody other than the Japanese sniper know that? I don't know. That maybe seems like maybe it was seems one like of the maybe it was one of the one of the people that uh, that. You that know, one that he, seems a little far fetched, and then he put down and put. Well, again, again, Mel Gibson did not include it. Maybe he thought, you know, that is a little far fetched, yeah. even though it's it's someone's account. I'm not going to put it in because it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's right. That one, that one, I I believe I'm going to put in that unbelievable box. Um, the other well, good. thing, I did, Mel Gibson made a good good choice on that. Yeah. It, the other thing that they did to make this a little more dramatic is the the uh, ridge that they climb up is about twice as high as the real one in the, oh, okay. the movie in the movie it's about twice as high as the real one it's only about 30 uh yards total um and it's not directly straight it's kind of so those guys weren't climbing up like five stories uh in in real life it was it was only about um about two and a half stories is that 30 so yards they, 30 so 30 yards is gonna be uh is gonna be or maybe it's 30 feet so it was like feet. Two, it was like two and a half stories I said 30 yards. I meant like 30 feet, 30 feet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, it was only about, they said it was about two and a half stories up rather than, uh, like about a five story, what they're showing there. I, I, I think this looked, Oh my God, this had that Epic shot too. When they first get to it and they kind of pan up and then there's explode. It's when the, it's when the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Navy boys are helping <laughs> yeah, when, they, when they're sending some artillery into the above. Oh my God. That is an Epic shot. Epic. Like it just so cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> so can, let me ask you this and this is this is something that's directly tied to the work I do. How comfortable would you feel with a battleship miles out to sea from where you're at firing right over your head about a football field down the road from you? I know. I mean how accurate are they? I'm 
they're pretty damn accurate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I now the reason I say that's that's more you know important because what I do is we we actually make smart bomb stuff that do that. It's all now, about where, targeting and making sure you hit. Yeah, the right where we. Yeah. Where we can hit within like six meters of where we're going. So basically, you whatever know, room you're in, in your house. I think if you're already in battle, then you're already looking out for the enemy's bullet, enemy's artillery and stuff. <laughs> you're probably like, fuck it, you know, calling the artillery, calling the strike. I don't care if you... I would have, you know, if you know, it was I, I, me... Don't miss, but but if... I'm not going to freak out if you... If I was that army guy down on the ground, I'd have been like, yeah, no, let the Navy pepper this whole fucking island... Hit that whole fucking spot for like a day and a half. Not 10 minutes. Pepper that motherfucker for a day and a half with everything they got. Then we'll go up there. They might be underground, but sooner or later, that ground starts to give way. Those holes start to open up. You'll get to them. I I, I was like, God, why didn't they just let the Navy pepper them more? Just pepper them more. You know, or get, get some air support in there and just, I don't know. That, what's, that's just what's me. What's the... Uh... You know, we've got the the war going on in in uh, Ukraine, Russia, where it's all about mm-hmm. how much how much ammunition they have. You know, they're they're looking to 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 have ammunition from 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 the U.S. from other countries, mm-hmm. and you know, and because they're running out. What what was the situation in World War Two when it came to to these uh, these these warships? Um, were they were they I, hev- I heavily think... equipped? Where they could just do what you ask? A day and a half of <laughs> Of artillery I think I think our not? I think our battleships good. Okay. I, I don't think I don't. I'm, think I'm we just had, curious. I don't know. I, I don't think we had the sea battles that they thought they were. They were heavily armed enough. I don't know if we had enough uh, land artillery. Most of that was going over to the European uh, front. Okay. Um, but our our sea power over on the the um, Pacific was pretty heavily dominant. I mean, we we owned that, and so uh, and it was pretty heavily armored. Like I think they had everything they needed i i don't think they even depleted half of what they had in what, what they did what about the armor that they were all wearing i mean were they just wearing shirts <laughs> army guys don't wear armor there is they don't <laughs> no. I, well they do they now, do now but, but yeah but <laughs> i mean the most armor they had was their helmet yeah and you saw how god I, okay and I, i'm this is this is where i get my little i'm calling some bullshit okay Every every guy that gets shot in the middle of the head, you know, the one shot die. There's there's a lot of that. Like, you know, I just, I mean, I know a lot of bullets are flying there, and, it, and it's better to show someone getting, you know, shot and killed rather than just wounded. But it's it just every time, like the guy right next to him, boom, takes one right through the helmet, uh, you know, and it's like, ugh, come on, that old trick again. Show me something new. Like they did do some new stuff like that. And some of the guys you thought were going to be dead and really just were wounded. So that's kind of good. Like a a ghoul. Who I believe. Right. Ghoul. He had to play lurch at some point. That guy is a lurch looking motherfucker. Well, he was cast because for that reason, he looked like ghoul. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He, uh, you know, he, he basically got a concussion, you know, Right, he was uh, from, the one that was the, going towards that bunker and ends up yeah. getting, you know, a grenade that lands right next to him. And uh, I think it was an artillery round. Okay, um, that it hit close to him and 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 popped him over, and so he ended up with concussion damage, which you know it's just like getting punched, you know, by a fucking huge fist the whole size of your body, and so he basically got knocked out and and was pretty, you know, pretty fucked up from that. Uh, but yeah, it's, I it, that was kind of neat, you know, kind of new, and you know, we saw. Um, 
Vince Vaughn, um, you know, he, he basically got his legs taken out from him, you know, uh, and that was, you know, rather than taking you know, a bunch of bullets to the chest and then, you know, surviving that, it was more realistic that he basically got him in both legs and couldn't walk. Uh, there, there was, there's the one guy he, oh God, it was so gross too. Uh, he pulls him out of the ditch and he's pulling him away and his leg, he's like from the knee down is just gone. Oh, and they, it shows the just meat and stuff hanging off. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, that apparently was an actual, uh, uh, veteran who had lost both of his legs in, um, combat. Yeah. That's, and so they, that's the best way to film something like that. You don't do a Forrest Gump where you, you kind of. You know, I just thought it was great, though, that, yeah. yeah, they were able to find someone that goes and, and, and do that. He, That's he, funny because we were just talking about the thing when, when the arms get severed, <laughs> yeah, right. severed in the, oh, in the yeah. chest cavity and they used a, a, a double amputee for that that sequence. So, so yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's casting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my first drink ideas was I was going to make something called a tourniquet because he throws a lot of goddamn tourniquets in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, when I was doing a little bit of research on this movie, there was, I watched this uh, podcast or a, it was a YouTube uh, channel, which had a couple people talking about, and it was, it was a Green Berets talking about war movies. And I watched, uh, and, and they were, t at one point they were talking about tourniquets because, because in the beginning of the movie, he whips off his belt and ties, ties yeah. the, the tourniquet. And, and their point was that tourniquets aren't that simple you can't <laughs> belts are not good tourniquets because they're usually too wide you really need something that's going to be tight and restrictive and basically sever you know tighten the artery enough to where it's going to be pinched up against the bone and not mm. and not spurt you know as as uh as our See, now uh, i heard belts are good tourniquets because they're wider and you can get a okay. lot of torture. Well, that's on not what this Green Beret said. Though. So, would they? Well, it, who are you going to believe, a Green Beret or a Coastie? <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I know I'm believing. They did say though, t-shirts actually work as long as you're using a stick, and and you you wrap. Oh, twist you know, them. You yeah. can't just tie a a, a, a t-shirt to someone as a tourniquet, yeah. which you see in the movies. And that's what their point was that movies sometimes. Uh, send the wrong message when it comes to tourniquets. Well, and and tourniquets also they're they're not the have all end all of you can actually cause more damage, you know. A tourniquet is a last a last right. You're going to typically lose the limb if you cut off all yeah, the exactly. blood flow. Right. So it's the yeah. you know, it it it's only a life or death situation where it's yeah. either, either you lose but the I limb just, or you lose your life, you know. So I thought it was funny though. I was like I should do something called a tourniquet. And so I looked and there was no there's no cocktails out there called a tourniquet. Just so you know, uh, I found this just just so I, I make sure I, I have my facts straight. The battle scene located uh, is located 400 feet above sea level. The distance the soldiers had to ascend. However, the cliff the soldiers climbed using cargo nets was only 30 feet high. 30 feet. OK. Yeah. Not nearly as high as the one depicted in the film. It seemed so. more like 50 feet. Yeah. In the, in the film a little bit. It seemed, I mean, even maybe even more than 50. Was it was it? pretty okay. high. But yeah, I mean, 30 feet is really that's like a two yeah. story house. Yeah. And. And sometimes in movies, uh, you have to exaggerate a little bit because when you're when you're faced with this as a as a soldier, when you're faced with the bodies rolling in as you're, as they're yeah. as they're being trucked out, or you're faced with this cliff, your your mind is just so terrified that it probably mm -hmm. exaggerates it in memory. So when they're making a movie, it almost seems fair to exaggerate well, it a bit just to to you know touch touch that 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 Every, overwhelming feeling of terror that is probably hitting so if they talk to uh war veterans people that have been in a battle and they ask them to tell them the story 
it's going to be exaggerated from their mind. Now, just go back and think in your own stories when you've told stuff. Like, say, I, I mean, I have a couple where um, I've, I've had dog attacks and stuff like that. It probably was nowhere near as bad or as vicious as it was. But when I retell it, you would have thought I fought off Cujo and his, his four brothers. And, you know, what I mean? it's just one of those things. That's just naturally how these things happen. So the exaggeration snowballs as the stories go along. But, but it almost seems bit. like the exaggeration is appropriate in order to oh, get, for sure. get the audience in the mindset of, of, of how someone feels in those situations. Because the reason we exaggerate is because there's more going on than just this visual, you know, the yeah. audience is looking at a screen saying, Oh my gosh, this is, this is, this is crazy. But again, it's a two dimensional screen. The mind is seeing so much more. <laughs> it's experiencing it and stuff. So it's it seems fair to exaggerate a bit uh, visually uh, for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Oh no, I I, I don't blame him at all. It made the story. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, I, my first thought was, fuck. I'd be tired as fuck just climbing up them ropes and having to go fight. <laughs> I know. You know. I'm like, damn. I my my actual thought was like, wait, don't they got some army engineers? Couldn't they like made like some you know back and forth up there so they don't have to climb up ladders and right. you know <laughs> maybe put an escalator in or something? I don't know. Do do something. Uh, but yeah, it just I I thought it was interesting. But yes, it would have looked nearly as dramatic if it was a thirty foot you know climb for those guys and then they're over. But good good stuff all around. Um. This 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 had crazy crazy battle and and um, the the cool part was though is and and this also where one of my drinks started was uh, and this is is directly from uh, Doss's comments in in recollection is is you know the words just let me get save one more just yeah. one more and um, and it 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 goes to show his his faith and his 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 God his faith in himself and stuff like that. And, and really what he was there to do is he just wanted to save one more life. I mean, they even, they even talk about him sending down some of the Japanese soldiers. He didn't care who he was saving. He just yeah. wanted to save the lives. And, you know, uh, and it just, I, I, that was another cocktail I was looking for. And what? I was <laughs> just, just one more cocktail, but that brought <laughs> me into a whole different other, <laughs> you know, his brother is actually, when, when they do the interviews at the end, I think it was his brother, or maybe it was the, uh, the uh, captain, um, Jack Glover, uh, Sam uh -huh. Worthington's Captain character, Glover. he also spoke at the end, the actual real person. I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about conviction, the word conviction. Yeah. And that when I heard that, it, it really resonated when I kind of thought back on the movie. It, it also resonated because when, when they did the, uh, the scene at the end when the Japanese uh, leader commits uh, seppuku, seppuku um, I thought... Okay, this is interesting. I'm sure this really happened, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it did. But I didn't know why it was in this movie until yeah. I thought about that conviction, this idea that it was it was almost like this is it 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 it's it's almost using that to to represent another side of of this conviction, which which I thought was a, a theme that that was important to acknowledge. Um, so. So I thought it, it was completely useless in well, this movie. Well, I, 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 that was my first impression. It was, and that, and that's why I'm, I'm just bringing this up to give it a little bit more relevance because I think, I, I think that I might that. have been why Mel Gibson chose to put it in there to say, to say this is, this is another uh, representation. I think of it conviction. ruins the part of it because the, the message I had out of this movie was that 
as bad as warrior and as hell as warrior is there's still always good people out there trying to do it so i was i was very much on the like there's there's good guys out there trying to save people what what you, you know you talked about how he let the japanese down the cliff what did you think about the the other soldiers comment that he, when he said they didn't make it you know kind of wink wink <laughs> that yeah well and that's you know that's the other side of what we get and you know some of these guys are I mean, it's 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 documented. Some of these people were just there to do havoc, and and you know they wanted to go to kill people. And and yes, we're gonna get you're gonna get that, and we get that a lot in actually some of these movies. And and you know we get a lot of the seppuku and uh, oh look, we defeated Japan, right? We are the good guys. Yeah. That's why I don't think this needed to be in there. Is this didn't need to show that the U.S. Army was the good guys. This you, wasn't about the U.S. Army. Think, this was about the individual. The seppuku represented was it was almost well why else why why else would the guy well okay so the reason that the the japanese that was the japanese command of that uh division or or, yeah. or area or whatever he committed seppuku because he failed right we all know that's that's literally what happened through a lot of these well, high failed, ups in Japan. he wanted to be in control of his own death too or yeah I, no I, no okay. that's it's it's to to relieve himself of the shame of losing okay, okay. that's why they committed seppuku uh, it, it's documented many, many of the Japanese uh, commanders that they did this when they lost battles and, and, you know, they couldn't, which I'm like, okay, so you just keep losing fucking command after coming. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. But, apparently like the second in command wanted to do it as well, but, uh, but he was not allowed to because he, he was said, no, you cannot do it. You need to tell the story of the battle of Okinawa yeah something to that effect yeah but that's i mean he literally so that's why this didn't need to be in there because all it was all it does is show to those that know why that scene's in there is that look the u.s won and and we're the good guys again okay i hear what you're saying i'm not convinced i mean part of me was was (laughs) was interested when i when i thought about it from this idea of conviction um that that it's like oh maybe that's something that is worth exploring so i'm going to keep thinking about that but I, okay but i appreciate no, that's, your point good, that's a better way to think about it <laughs> and, but and i mean I, I and i also <laughs> think there was probably value in keeping those uh, japanese alive that he sent down because they would have been good for interrogation especially when they're trying to figure out these tunnels and stuff because they didn't know where all the japanese were sp- yeah yeah that was that was i mean that was a bad moment and it was also showed that you know some it it was also it was weird because it was one of the guys that's running the wounded back to the medical so you thought it would be one of the more medical guys and they were they they weren't always you know they'll they'll fix whoever they were like dos there's a lot of guys that were like dos that had the mentality look if you're alive i'll save you i don't i don't care if you're the enemy I, I appreciated the movie though for not trying to vilify the people that were uh, the kind of the killers, the one that were were warmongers. Right. It, it made him. I don't think there was. I don't think there was any of the soldier soldiers that he that had speaking roles other than the yeah. one guy. I mean, it didn't. It didn't make this person out that said, you know, they didn't make it. It didn't turn them into a villain. It said, uh, as an audience member, you almost say, okay, I get it. That's a point of view that that you know these people are killing your brothers. They're out there. You know, you just went through hell. You saw the the the, the destruction, the mutilation of of all your 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 brothers, and the, it does it it. You almost want some sort of of cathartic cathartic release of you know if a wounded 
Japanese comes down there, it's like, screw you. I'm not, it's, I'm not bringing so, you back to our medical bay. You know, it almost, it's almost interesting when I, when I've gone back and read about like medieval battles where, you know, they're out there with knights in armor and swords and all that. They, you know, those battles did not last nearly as long as, as some of these other battles that do now where they're using guns because physically they just couldn't, they would fight for about an hour. Both sides would go back and literally you would, they would let the, uh, both people, both sides were out there collecting their wounded. Yeah. At the same time, nobody's fighting. Nobody, and they'd retreat, recover, have snacks, get ready, you know, kind of like a soccer game. They go over and get some orange slices, get ready for a second half. Um, <laughs> It just, you know, I, I, I don't know what happened to us as a people and as a world and as a, as, as humans, that we lost that side. Like, you know, the European um, uh, fights and stuff like that. Uh, medics were were like off. You, you didn't shoot a medic. You know, I, occasionally they got shot because you're just shooting into fucking where you think people are but i mean it wasn't you didn't intentionally target medics and stuff like that you let them pull their wounded back and we did the same for for you know our, our enemies and and it was one of those things it's it's almost a, it's we're out here trying to do this fight but we're trying to do it as humanely as possible if that's yeah makes any it's, sense it's, at all it it is tough when you when you think of war <laughs> you think of ruthless uh and it's not always that way yeah I don't know what to say to that. I yeah, you want a world where well, it, it's doesn't it seem kind of crazy to think that you know war can be this thoughtful, uh, you know, moral <laughs> moral thing that that we do. It just it seems so. It do, it doesn't it doesn't compute. You know, you know what we really need what they really need to do is if 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 countries have issues, you pick a hundred people on each side. You find a big field, you give everybody a fucking big pillow, and you have a huge winner-take-all pillow fight. Last man standing takes all. Okay, there you go. And just do it. I mean, nobody gets killed. Well, maybe. I mean, someone could get killed in a pillow fight. You hit the wrong, you know, wrong swat, and we're talking, you know, big, big pillow fight. Someone might get killed, but, you know, <laughs> likelihood is you're going to have about 99 injuries and one guy at the end going, man, that was a great-ass pillow fight. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe a tickle fight, but pillow fight <laughs> how do you judge a tickle fight who actually wins in a tickle fight i mean a pillow fight you can judge the last man standing but a, a tickle fight i mean sometimes you're winning when you're losing you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's my kind of tickle fight <laughs> <laughs> but no that's that's the i mean that's the difference too and um i know that we watched band of brothers and we talked about band of brothers but there was also another version of that made or a sequel-ish type show called The Pacific, which dealt with the. Well, it's not a sequel because it, but it's it's done in conjunction with the same people, the same type of show, but it's done to show the Pacific Theater. I, I um, understand. I just appreciated that word, sequel-ish. Oh yeah, you know it's it's the Overton household. You're gonna get all kinds of shit. Uh, but it, it it was done it was done um, for the Pacific. And it's it's much it's it's done in a weirder not a weirder way but it's done in not a way that it's you don't attach to the people as much because it follows so many different you know it it I don't know if it detaches onto one person it's more like hey, we're gonna go through this battle and it's a lot of Marines and it's a lot more brutal and and things like that and I think that's just how the two theaters in the World War II were you had Europe which was very brutal and very very rough and harsh. But it also had a a 
elegance to it if you think about it in that way where it also was very you know we 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 didn't shoot medics you know we 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 actually let people get you know get their wounded and heal we're we're on the pacific it was fuck yeah we're, we're everybody's all in yeah we're dealing yeah. with that now and uh with with israeli you know they're talking about this four hour this four hour window of humanitarian uh, uh i wish i knew more about it but i really don't I, I I can physically say I have no clue what's going on in any of that um, because there's so much information that it's it's overwhelming and, and cross, like, I don't know who to believe, what to believe, what's going on, and I, I don't know. What, I'm, I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. So I... I yeah, I, I think... More power if, to the people you, that understand If you don't know the history of, of no, Gaza and Israel and, you know, and, and Palestine and how... how this because this has been going on for so long that that it's hard to to really get a grasp of it if you're not uh, if you're not Jewish or Palestinian or yeah you know and then you also have these third parties Hamas and you know all these different kind of more uh, target you know these very violent factions that are out to to cause you know that harm yeah. started the war and 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 uh, and how do you respond and you know you if well i i don't know enough about it to to speak to it but it does it does seem to 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 resonate after watching a movie like this which is all about yeah uh, you know crazy brutal war how do you find these moments of of evacuating the the wounded how do you uh how do you do that in a way that uh, how do you find the grace saving moments or those those moments that you make you feel like we're not just a bunch of horrific people. Well, and that's what I think Israel's struggling with is that is that they're at a point where they are probably the one that was was attacked. They are responding, but how how long like, do you keep it up? You know, how do you, you do you draw the line? Do you or they've been poked for long enough. They you know, they are the bear that has been sitting there. They've got the the firepower. They've got the Oh, yeah, no. And I, I understand uh, that. It comes to a point where it's just like, you know what? Fuck you! Too late, and and it's on. Yeah. But but it doesn't look good if if they have no uh, no way of of holding back when it comes to to humanitarian. I, 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 I don't think there's any win situation in any of it. Yeah. Um, but I like I said, well, I don't know enough. But but you were talking about war, and there should be some sort of you know respectful well, that, war. Well, I don't know. Yeah, if that, no, that yeah. Exists anymore. It, it would be nice if we, I'm I'm saying in in a hypothetical world it'd be nice if we could get to that point. We can't even we can't even have conversations in our own country now uh without people losing their fucking shit in in arguing. Yeah. It's it, we, there's certainly did. social civil war when it comes to, to social networking, <laughs> right? you know, when, it, when yeah. it comes to. But that's yeah, I was just saying how interesting it was that the medieval times were so much more domesticated and, and you know, civil when it came to war that they literally had breaks and half times and, you know, would go back to their sides and let people go out and and people from the opposite side, side by side, helping each other get wounded <laughs> back. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like. Well, we watched. Uh, I think we both mentioned that when we saw the Flower Moon, the the mm -hmm. uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, we saw the trailer for Napoleon. Oh my God, that and looks there's crazy. that sequence when they're they're you know cannon fire or whatever the mm -hmm. whatever the the they're blasting, and it turns out that they're on this ice, they're on this lake, this frozen oh, lake. Oh yeah, and they're all just dropping into the water, and 
I think the point of that is, is like, this is, this is, this isn't, this isn't. Napoleon was a ruthless bastard. Yeah, this is ruthless. This is not your, your, what did you call it? Uh, uh, civil war. Well, or, you know, uh, when you were civilized. talking about your, yeah, civilized war. This isn't civilized. Um, <laughs> well, no, no. Oh, uh, that's, well, that's, a, that's a great, civilized war. Civilized. That's, what do they call right. it? The two words are uh, opposite. <laughs> what, what do they call it? Yeah, <laughs> civilized war. Yeah. Well, no, you know, when we saw that trailer, and we're going to go on a tangent here real quick. Um I, I, I don't know enough about Napoleon. To, all I know is like he was basically a crazy, ruthless bastard, um, and <laughs> I thought he was a villain. And I'm looking at this movie, and I'm like, wait, are, are they making him a good – what's going on here? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. All my history um, that I, I learned about Napoleon, Napoleon was overshadowed by uh, uh, Bill and Ted. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. I swear. I mean, him, when I think of Napoleon, water I think of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and that guy, that actor. I can even see him in my mind. But I know that I, I learned about him in school. Uh, but yeah. I, I think of him as this 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 short and... Uh, That's what everybody knows is he's short. He's short and... and, it, and uh, yeah, when you're, when you're not comfortable with yourself, he's the, you know... He, short man complex. Yeah. <laughs> he was the first one. And he, he was the most ruthless. Uh, yeah, no, the water park in San Dimas. That, there, uh, that was the big thing with Napoleon. He wanted to be at that water park in San Dimas. Um, God, that's fucking hilarious. I need to go back and watch that movie. So good. Um, yeah, no, I, this is this is a good movie. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much, how many people get overshadowed for for Mel Gibson. I know there's. There's a lot of people that don't like anything he has to do with anymore because overshadowed. Of, oh, overshadowed by the fact that he directed it, and they're not going to. Yeah, they're, they're they attach him to it, yeah. And, and yeah, and which you know, late. that's that a is, yeah, that's a black stain in the movie, and therefore they're not going to appreciate the movie regardless. That yeah, not, that's not a that's not a fair criticism of a movie though. Is that this no? I know, but that's therefore. I, I literally listened to this podcast, and they talk about war movies specifically, and they were bashing on it mostly because of, him, and I was like. The fuck is wrong with you guys? I'm like, yeah. I mean, he well, says stuff that, and he's I crazy. Think and he's I like think it's fair to have criticism of the individual. I, I mean, I, I didn't hear this podcast, so I'm but not they sure. were they were literally attacking the movie and saying how the one guy was saying how shitty the movie was, and it was all I could really get out of it was because he didn't like Gibson. And I'm like, what is? Oh, yeah. okay. And they were well, like, well, you, you know, brought up a over, good point. I mean, you you have a hard time when you see a Seth Rogen uh, character. I have a hard time with Seth Rogen yeah. specifically. But I mean, even even in the 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 last one we saw, where he was um, in the the Spielberg movie, and he played the the guy in there. The I mean, he did a, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did a good job. But I I mean, I, I naturally dislike him. Yeah. But that's me. I mean, not, maybe not yeah, everybody. But you're but not I, gonna judge the movie on that. You, you might no. you might judge his performance because yeah, because and I'm probably, and and but you're gonna you're gonna represent. You're gonna say that. You're gonna say that out loud. And yeah. You're gonna. You're gonna and tell I would say people, right exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah, exactly. He did a good job, but I still think he's a shitbag. Yeah, and that's where criticism <laughs> is fair if you define where it's coming from. And maybe this person's like, you know what? I can't handle anything that Mel Gibson's attached to. So don't take anything I say. That's as, not what they were. That's yeah, not how they nah, did it. Though that's that okay. was what they were like. They really got into like he was really pushing the Christian side of it and all this. And the final scene where they See, they I have him. I don't think he pushed the Christian side of it. I, I don't think he really did either. No, I th that's what I was trying to remember when I when I was listening to. It. I was like, I don't get it. And then watching it, and I'm like, yeah, I really. I think they they really were just pushing how he wanted to 
save his fellow man. He, he wanted he, to he wanted to navigate who he was and do everything yeah. he could for the cause because he believed in the cause and he believed in who he was and mm-hmm. he was trying to find how to make well and not only and it was it was it was part of his religion but it wasn't even it it's the seventh day advent is that the right seventh oh yeah day something? that's right he, on saturdays um, he wouldn't uh that yeah sabbath thing. Uh, and apparently that was that was a true fact too that they they had they tacked on a saturday and they they did the whole thing where they like hey we know but the guys don't want to go back up there without you that that scene where they waited for him to pray and stuff like that, that was a that was a true scene too. You know, wow. true fact. And I was like, "Fucking, that's so." Cool. I mean, they they thought of him as their good luck charm, essentially. Right, and they represented that well in this, and that makes sense. It wasn't that they were trying to, you, you know, he never really pushed his Christianity. He would share no. his beliefs. He would share why he he was. I don't he even was. yeah. I don't even think he shared him that much. He just kind of like he didn't share him as a Christian belief. He just shared as this is what I believe in. Well, he talked about like, you know in the Bible, "Thou shalt not kill." So he he did kind of okay. preach a little bit, but, but I'll, never, I'll take that one. It never felt like like it was it was preaching to the audience that Mm-mm. this is this is this should be this. It was it was he was trying to define himself and th- this yeah. this is what I am. This is who I am. I need to follow this code. I help me find a way because my God, I have something to offer, and and I wanna, I wanna, and, yeah. and he did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it is great. Um, the the cover of this uh, the movie poster to me is is one of the cooler movie posters I've seen in a long time. It, it basically it's just oh. a, shol- a soldier carrying another one in a in a fireman's carry, and it just smoke behind him. It just it just is. And got the medic, uh, the the cross, yeah. right, right above the hacksaw ridge. Just title. so so that fucking good. good. It just, I I mean, I think that's what really intrigued me the most when I first saw this. Was like, oh, that that was so cool. Yeah, this is a good movie. Um, highly recommended. I I at first when we first talked about doing this one, I was like, God, there's so many other movies out there that are so good. I was like, Are we doing the right one? And then after kind of watching it again, I was kind of like, Yeah, I think we did. I really did. I appreciated so. watching this one again, and I think it's offered some interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. No, it did. I think it it has more conversation than some of the others might have, right? Where they're just like Hamburger Hill is just a fucking a movie to watch for for watching an army movie, <laughs> a war movie. Uh, just so you know, the movie I did start watching again was Lost Battalion. Um, which is one I've told you about several times, uh, starring Ricky Schroeder. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, the reason I started watching that again is this came up when um, I was researching some of this. So the, they were both are part of the 77th, uh, um, is it Infantry, 77th Battalion? But both part of the 77th Battalion. So, but one's World War One, and one's World War Two. Infantry so, Division, 77th Infantry Division. That's right. What I, that's what I, Yep. So they're both they're both based off of that same infantry division, just different parts of it and different wars. And so I thought that was kind of a crazy tie-in. And so I started watching it again. And it's uh it's very much this similar story in a way, like you know, a lot of just right in the meat and potatoes of a war, ground ground guys, infantry guys going again infantry guys, it's rough. But it's also World War One. So it's a little bit different. The guns are lot you don't fire nearly as fast <laughs> so it's a lot more right like oh it's crazy it's uh but it's really neat it's it's kind of a good one it's uh i got about halfway through it so really fun fury um, have you seen fury 
Yes, I did a love fury. Okay. Fucking that's Brad we, Pitt. Maybe next year we can consider mm, that. That's one a good one. If if we're you know if we're if if war movie is the only uh, uh, no, prerequisite well, for well Veterans Day. I I, I mean. Uh, the one you talked about earlier, um, A Few Good Men, that would be a perfectly fine one, too. It's anything to – I mean, Veterans Day is is basically a day to give thanks to to veterans who have, have served and, and gave up part of their life to serve this country. Absolutely. And so most of the time that comes out in, in war movies. There's not a lot of peacetime uh, military movies that really, you know, make a lot of sense or, or you know, because – how good is a movie? Well, I'm, I guess Top Gun, essentially, um, you know. But I guess they have their little bit of battle too. Uh, I'm trying to think of any good uh, military movie that's not in a time of war. There's okay. an Ashton Kutcher uh, Coast Guard movie where he plays a rescue swimmer. So, but you know, it's, well, it's, you already mentioned a few good men. So that, yeah, that's what I mean. Is there's there's not a ton the, of them, that's but the, that also involves some battle because that's really <laughs> he gives orders during. Isn't that the whole problem? He gave orders and during battle or, well, I, it's been, yeah, I I can't remember. It's Guantanamo Bay and and uh, mm. it's a uh, code red. Right. Uh, those are some of the buzzwords I remember. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I I just tend to I love the I love the battle scenes and I love I mean stuff like Black Hawk Down where they're dramatic and there's there's oh you know God, the yeah. odds are against them kind of thing i i just movies oh, like shit. that really... what about the uh what's the the osama bin laden movie that was uh that was Ray, uh not rainbow six but um that, that was a good one i know which i know which one you're talking about yeah yeah dark dark oh, oh dark yeah. 30 zero dark 30 there you go zero dark 30 yeah so yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, we can find some of those. Uh, I just I like the fact that we get to talk about Veterans Day, and and what it means to me, and you know, and what I hope it means to a lot of other people. Um, it's not just a day for veterans to get free food everywhere, but that is also something we like to do. Yeah, yeah. But it's and just it's a not chance. just about like you said. It's not about Hamburger Hill. It's not about just brutality, right? Mongering. This is about <laughs> this is about thinking about about what it means to to be a soldier, what it what it means to 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 be patriotic, to 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 do for your country. And and here's a great example of someone who saw what he could offer and what he couldn't, mm-hmm. and he chose to you know push his you know who he was in, right. in a time of war and and make it make a huge difference. You know. it, it's it it's about a brotherhood and, and it's one of those things it's um you know i i i felt similar brotherhoods to to guys i played football with and wrestled with and and were on teams with and things like that um but there's also something about when you're put up against the ultimate just you know you got to pull all your shit together and you got to have everybody's back it really brings people together and and i had that on the ship i was on i mean the guys i worked with there is like you know, if they didn't do their job right and you didn't do your or you didn't do your job right, people could get really hurt and shit could go really wrong. So you really had to rely on people to do it. And and and, and it's not shit everybody can do. So mm-hmm. it just to me, it's it, it always brings that out. And I and I love that feeling. And, and I respect anybody that's ever been in the military, um, you know, it just because it's a it, realistically since fuck what, 1970. 69 when 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 do they stop drafting people every person that's been in the military since then has been volunteer yeah you know and and the majority of people before that were volunteer right so it just 
it is what it is. And you know, and if he didn't go in, I, I don't I don't hold it against people either. I don't I don't like look down on anybody that doesn't go in because you know what? There's other ways to make you know to do your part. So, right, you could put out an annual podcast that uh, talks about <laughs> Veterans Day. <laughs> you can make a hell of a good cocktail for it. <laughs> nice. I try. All right, well. I- <laughs> So uh, that's it for Hacksaw Ridge, but I want to talk about next week because we're going to have our MCU crew back. We're gonna we're yes. back on the MCU. Uh, we're going to hit the new Marvels movie that uh, just came out. Uh, I believe it came out tonight, or no, last night it came out. Uh, as we're recording this, that would be uh, the 9th of November. Um, so it's out in theaters. We're going to catch this up and do this one right away. Yep. So catch catch it in when when it's hot. Um, instead of waiting months. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to see that. I've heard good reviews so far. Early um, buzz is mostly positive. I don't think it's like a like a epic, but uh, but just fun and a good time. That's that's all I'm looking for. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking forward to some flurkins. That's, uh, that's what I can say. I already saw a critical drinker posted a uh, a uh, video and I'm afraid to click on it. I don't want to hear what he has <laughs> to say because he's he's pretty brutal when it comes to Brie Larson and, and her kind of oh. feminist agenda. So uh, I don't think I'll listen to it, but maybe I will. Yeah, we'll no, I don't, I don't want to hear when people just, you know, talk about the actual stuff and not the, the shit people bring to the side. Come on. It's. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge fan of any of them particular, like, like I'm not a follower or anything, but I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, just cause I, I, I want something new. It's been a while since we had anything. Uh, Loki's been going on Loki season two. Um, I have watched it. It's it and they was finished hard to it, start. right? Didn't, didn't they just yeah. drop the finale? Yeah, it was like two days ago. Okay. Um, uh, it was hard for me to start, but once I got going, it was pretty good. Okay. So I haven't um, started, but we'll we'll cover that probably in a yeah the next one after weeks. after uh, after we do Marvel. Yeah. So uh, join us next week as we have some marvelous cocktails and we talk about the Marvels with our our friends and the MCU crew. I see what you uh, did there. <laughs> That's what I get paid the big dollar for. <laughs> so, uh, and with that, I guess that's it. So that's how we seize it. Hey Noah, thank you for your service. Uh, oh. being, uh, so just, just <laughs> no throw, problem. Just throwing that out there, and to all the people that are listening that uh, that have served as well, mm-hmm. thank you for your service. No problem. And hail Happy Caesars. <laughs> hail Caesars. What does that mean? Awesome.